0: entered into a ship and sat and sat in the sea and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land and he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine hearken behold there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass as he sowed some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up and some fell on the stony ground Where there was not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, and because it had no depth in the earth, but when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell in the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell in good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold." And he said unto them, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Praise God. And then we'll, we'll jump over to verse uh, 13 and 14 here in a second where he explains all of this. But the Lord often spoke in parables. He used natural things to explain spiritual things. And that's such an important principle to start where people are and to take them into deeper truth. To reveal things to them, and he even was even doing it with Nicodemus when he was talking, and when in John three, when he was talking about being born again, he started at something that Nicodemus could understand. Whenever somebody's born, you know, he, Nicodemus would understood. We're very disconnected from reality, and the society that we live in. We're very disconnected, and the reality of a child being born—it's in water and it comes out. It comes out of the water. So that's why Jesus started there, something he could understand. And he's linked that to the birth of water, which he would understood as water baptism, because they were baptized, John the Baptist was baptizing, his disciples were baptizing, everybody knew that this was happening. And so he linked that to that. And then he took it even further, talking about a spiritual birth, and linked it to the sound that would accompany it, that there would be a sound that would come with everybody that is born again of the Spirit. So he starts with natural things, and then he explores spiritual concepts and transmits truth. And so these people would have understood about sowing the seed. We don't grow our own crops, most of us. You know, you go to the store and you buy it. But these people grew, they grew their food. They understood that if you plant an apple seed, you're going to get an apple tree. They understood this. If you sow the grain, then you reap the grain. What you sow, you reap. They would have understood this. The sower goes forth sowing the seed. You you just cast it out there. Cast the seed. And wherever it falls, sometimes it doesn't fall in good ground, and so it doesn't grow. When you drive around, you can see it in the crops. You can see the edges of the field. Like some little corn stalks, some don't get very big. They don't get very big. And then others get real big. And there's places in the field where maybe the ground's not so good, so the plant doesn't get very tall. But the, but the farmer just sows the seed. He's not worried about all this. It's just like whatever's going to grow is going to grow. And so Jesus begins to explain. He expounds to his disciples about this parable. And he says, the sower soweth the word. If it goes forth, you cast that word. We're to cast it plentifully, to throw it out there. And I'll be honest with you, this is some things that I've like wrestled with Every time I come before any people, this people or anybody, I am honest and transparent, painfully honest, painfully transparent. And I don't try to hide anything. I am what I am. I do good things. I do bad things. I succeed. I fail. I try. I get up. I go again. This is who we are. I am not some None of us are some kind of perfect being. We don't always get it right. We don't always get it right. But we're to keep trying. We're to keep going forth, keep learning, keep getting up, keep trying. And I'm still trying. I'm still trying to learn how to be a good sower of the seed. And there's times reflecting back on the last 25 years, I've always tried to reach people. I always try to touch people, encourage people, and to help people. But I fear that There's times whenever I could have been bolder, Brother Zelke. There's times whenever I labored so hard on people and I don't think I was bold enough to declare to them the full truth of God's word. And the opportunity came and went. God forgive me, help me to do better. Help me to be bold. Help me to be wise, that I can see people saved and grow in God. I believe that for every one of us. Now, I've seen bold people, bold people that just run roughshod over people like it's just ridiculous. They don't have sense God gave a goose. They got no wisdom. They got no, there's, there's times to move and there's time not to move. But we can't fail to pull the trigger. When you labor and then you invest in somebody, at some point you got to pull the trigger. You got to talk to them about Jesus. You got to talk to them that they've got a sin problem just like you had a sin problem. And God wants to forgive them. And they need to be born again of the water and the spirit. And this is a promise that they can have. And then whatever happens, happens. I've seen people reject it, I've seen people accept it. I've had painful things happen. Just, it's just, it is painful when you see people, when they just reject things. But it's part of it. That's part of the soils that he's talking about here. Praise God. Let's get into it some more here. The sower soweth the word. Verse 15, And these are they that, that by the wayside, when the word was sown, But when they had heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. This happens. People hear it, and it just, they don't want it. I got, you know, I just, I can't, you know, this holy life, you know, these people, they look weird, and like they're doing weird things, and I just, you know, you know, I just want to go do my thing. But you never know. They heard it. You never know, because people grow, people change. I can remember one time when I was a young man, I was so into, like, however I was and my weird way of thinking, you know, you think when you're young, you think you got it all figured out, but you're just stupid. You're just stupid, you really are. You know what you know, but it's pretty limited, you know, and you can be overly confident in what you think you know. And there was a time whenever I was so into whatever it was that I was at that time, I was afraid that I would change. And then a couple years down, you know, a little bit of life experience, a few years down the road, and I come to the point where I was afraid I wouldn't change because I didn't want to be that joker anymore. I didn't want to live like that anymore. I wanted a better life. I'd never heard the truth of God. I'd never been in a church before, but that's where I was at, at about an 18, 19-year-old young man. I didn't want to be the same guy. I didn't want to be that way. I didn't know what it was that I wanted, but I just know I didn't want to be that. Things change. You never know. You share the word of God with somebody, they may just flat out reject it. A couple years down the road, the Lord could work on them. Things could turn around. He could get a hold of them. There was a young man whose backslid that used to come to this church. He was in a service, I don't know, some months back, and the Lord gave me a word for him, and it was Real simple and real to the point. And it was it was pretty bold to like go up and say this to this guy. But I the Lord said, Do it and I did it. I walked up to him and I whispered in his ear and I said, God said, You need to stop running. You need to stop running from him. And he's like, I'm good. Had his two little children with him. Them kids don't know nothing about church. Him and his wife are both backslid. It broke my heart. Because I looked at those babies. What kind of life, what kind of things are they exposing those children to? What kind of things are they not exposing them to? What kind of life are those babies going to have if they don't turn it around? But he didn't want to listen. But I walked. I did what God told me to do. And I walked away from that hopeful, hopeful, Brother Pepper, that God could get a hold of him, that God could get a hold of his wife, that he could turn their lives around, could save them and save their children. Praise God. Verse 16. And these are they likewise, which are sown sown in stony ground, who when they had heard the word, immediately received it up with gladness. But there was no root in them, and so endured for a time afterwards when afflictions and persecutions arise for the word's sake immediately they were offended praise god we are to be teachers of the word the author of hebrews he wrote that to the holy brethren and he chastised them and he said when you ought to be teachers you have need that somebody teach you again of these fundamental things we are to be teachers People that come in here, and they repent. And that's a glorious thing when people repent. Glorious. I agree with T.F. Tenning. He said said, there used to be a day whenever we rejoiced just because somebody went to the altar and prayed. He said, what happened? We need to rejoice when people repent. Heaven rejoices. They're taking that step towards a holy God. Praise God. And when they get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, if they don't get the Holy Ghost in the water, continue to encourage them. You need the Holy Ghost, and God wants you to have it. You just go up to that altar, and you pray every, t- every chance you get. That's what I did. It took about three months because I wasn't quite ready for it. The Lord had to break me down. That was a painful three months. Painful. Wow. But thank God for it. I was under conviction so strong, my chest hurt so bad, I went to the doctor. I thought something was wrong with me. I was a 23-year-old man, (laughs) about the healthiest I've ever been. And I was like, what's wrong with me? I didn't understand what was going on. But God was dealing with me. He was changing my life. I was making that 180-degree turn. I was turning away from everything and walking towards him. Praise God. Encourage people. Teach people. Encourage them. These new people, because if they don't get those roots, if they don't get those roots deep where they start to begin to grow and get these fundamental principles, they learn about prayer and they learn about fasting. They learn to be importance about being a part of God's people and coming to church and asking questions and reading the word of God and growing. They've got to get those roots deep because one day something's going to come down the road. Life is going to happen. And if those roots ain't deep, they will get offended. They will get upset. They will, they will just walk away. The stony ground. Teach people. Encourage people. Build people up. Praise God. Sink your roots deep. If you're a new person and you're here, sink your roots deep. Pray. Pray every day. Develop a praying spirit. I admonish everybody. Develop a praying spirit where you pray all the time. You pray about everything. You talk to God about everything. If you're on the job, you like, hey, pray, God, help me do my job today. Help me to do my work today. Help me to learn today. Help me to be a light today. Help me to bear forth the fruit of your spirit today. Help me to be pleasing to you in everything that I do today. Some need comes up at work, pray about it. Pray for them. Offer to pray for people. Why not? Why not? That's what we're here for. We're salt. We're light. Be bold. Praise God. Be in the word of God. Study the word of God. Rightly divide the word. Praise God. If we don't bring the truth to people, that's another thing about sowing the good seed. The good seed is the word of God. And if you're not bringing the word rightly divided to people... You're not doing what God wants you to do. You're sowing confusion. You're sowing problems. You've got to speak the truth. There's an awful lot of people that are pulling things out of this book and saying an awful lot of things, but they're not saying everything that this book says. We can't be among those people. we got to study, show ourselves approved, rightly divide the Word of God. we got to know what we're talking about. we got to be able to teach the Word of God. I know a brother that he was raised in church, not, you know, he wasn't in the UPC. His dad, as pastor of an independent church, and his dad's mom's long long gone, and he's an, he's older than me. Oh, and I've tried. I've tried to work with this guy. I've tried to, like, just too many voices in his life, too many distractions, and he he knows enough scripture to be dangerous. He's older than me. He's been around church since he was born. <laughs> he, you know what? You, I'm sure some of you know folks like that, know enough Scripture to be dangerous because they didn't invest the time and the energy to really pray and to really read and to study the Word of God so they could really get it down in their hearts and really be able to understand it and explain it. We shouldn't be among those people. we got too many resources. There's too many many wonderful teachers among us. We have too many things, too much literature available to us. There was a time whenever the people of God didn't have nothing to draw on, They had the King James translation, and they were doing the best they could. But thank God, it's not the world that we live in. There's lots of good information that we can get a hold of that is the truth, that teaches the truth. So many good books and booklets and studies, and there's stuff on YouTube that you can listen to. There's so many good things. Don't be guilty of not investing in the Word of God, so that way you can be a good sower of good seed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Moving on. Praise God. Verse eighteen. And these are they which were sown among thorns, such as hear the word, but the cares of the world and deceitful riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. That could literally happen to anybody in this room. At any time. That's why you gotta guard your heart. You gotta be diligent you got to be mindful of, like, where you're at and what's going on and what you're thinking. You know, you got to have those moments, like, you may not go as far as the prodigal son where you're, like, where you're way, way out there and you've lost everything and you're wallowing with the pigs and, you know, all this mess. You may not get that far, but you can have that moment where he comes to himself, realizes who he is and what he's doing, and turns around and heads back to daddy. You don't have to get all the way out in the pig pen to realize that, you know, wait a minute, I'm not thinking right. I'm not acting right. I'm not in agreement with the book. And just stop, ask God to forgive you, ask God to help you, and just make that turn and just get right back on the path. So many things can get a hold of us. You can get chasing after money. You can get chasing. It doesn't even have to be bad things. Like if you were, you just want to get a better job. Well, you could, you know, chase after this better job, and it takes you away from your family. It takes you away from your church. I mean, you can make good money out on an oil rig in the Gulf there, but is that really the best place for a godly man to be? Is the money really worth it to take yourself where you can't go to church, where you can't be at home with your wife and your children every night? Is it really worth it? I never thought it was worth it. I mean, you know, I can barely make my bills sometimes, but my kids are in church, and I'm still married to my wife, and we still love each other because I didn't go chasing after money. I could have when I was younger. I could have. I could have went chasing after money, but I chose not to. I had job opportunities. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go four hours away just for a job and be gone all week and then come back on the weekends. I'm not going to do that. I made that decision. Now, maybe some of you made those decisions and it worked for you. God bless you. I'm happy. I'm happy it worked for you. But I didn't, want to, I didn't want to risk it. I'd rather be able to go home to my wife and kids and make sure everything was okay and be that light and be able to teach my children. And teach your children. Teach your children. Talk about the word of God with your kids. Start when they're young. I mean, we, we, talk, we talked about who Jesus was and Acts 2.38, the plan of salvation, repentance, water baptism, the Holy Ghost, you know, being a, living a holy life. I mean, we, we talked about these things with our kids. and I remember, like, Olivia, she, was, she kept this from me until after she got the Holy Ghost. But whenever she was, like, she was a little girl, she was so frustrated and so aggravated with all this church business. She's like, when I grow up, I'm getting out of here. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. I'm just, I'm leaving. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Well, then God began to deal with her. As she got the Holy Ghost, everything changed. Everything changed. When she got the Holy Ghost, suddenly the Word of God, she could read it and it started making sense. She could understand what she was reading. God started dealing with her. And I am so proud of her because she never buckled. She never, she never compromised on anything. She refused to compromise. She's like, I'm going to be holy in front of, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to look holy. I'm going to act holy. And that's what I'm going to do. And she did. And she always expressed disappointment. She's like, whenever there's other kids in school and she knew that they were in church and they weren't acting right, they didn't look right, she was disappointed that they would make those decisions. But she loved them anyway. They were still her friends, and she loved them, and she just was the best example that she could possibly be. She tried, and she wasn't always perfect. None of us are perfect, but praise God. I'm, I'm very proud of her, so teach the Word to your children. We're supposed to talk about the Word of God in our house. Encourage your spouse with the Word of God. Sometimes my wife has to encourage me with the Word. I have to encourage her. Sometimes we get frustrated over things. You get frustrated over circumstances. These thorns start creeping in. They're like, oh, how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to do this? And how are we going to do that? And, you know, and you get frustrated. But you just keep believing God. You crucify that flesh, and you just keep believing God. There's a scripture in Hebrews uh, 13. I'm just going to turn to it. Why not? I I got the microphone. We We got nothing better to do, right? It's what we're here for. We're here to hear the the word of God. Let me flip over here to Hebrews 13 real quick. This is such a powerful, powerful verse of scripture. It says, and let, in 13 and verse five, it says, and let your conversation be without covetousness. That's your way of life. Let it be without covetousness. You know, desiring like, you know, I want what my neighbor's got. I want this. I want that. I want this i got to have this, i got to have that. But be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's powerful. Sometimes the Lord doesn't always let you have what you want. He just lets you have what you need so you can lean on him. Because that's what this is all about. It's about walking by faith. This is about trusting Him. This is about believing Him, not trusting in your own self, not leaning on your own understanding. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6 So that I may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's powerful, folks. That is powerful. He will not leave us nor forsake us, that we may say, he is my helper. Praise God. Hallelujah. Watch out for those thorns. Praise God. Lean on the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And help other people. It just, it just carries on over. Help, help new people. Things are going to happen. When you don't, you don't have all that understanding, you don't have all that word in you, and you start getting overwhelmed and frustrated by things, that's when somebody that knows more than you can step in and encourage you and can bolster you up, help you carry those burdens. We're to help each other to carry our burdens. That's what the Word of God says. Verse 20, and these are they which are sown in good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth some 30-fold, bring forth some fruit, bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, 60-fold, and some a hundredfold. Praise God. we got to guard our hearts that that can be good ground. And we got to approach this word every day. Lord, what is, it that, what is it that I need to hear? What is it that I need to see as I read this book? Approach it with Openness. Lord, I'm here. If I need correcting, correct me. If there's something that I'm not doing that I need to be doing, help me to see it so that I can do it. And if there's something that I'm doing that I shouldn't be, help me to see it so I can stop doing it. Or Jack Cunningham. I love Jack Cunningham. You gotta love Jack Cunningham. Praise God. (laughs) This old man of God, he's like a pastor in Bible World Church and he said, so many people have been wanting, me, to, wanting me, to give, want me for years to write to make a list of do's and don'ts, things to do and things not to do, so that way they can take it and they think they're good. And he goes, and I'm not going to do it. He said, I'm going to make it real simple. If the word says don't do it, don't do it. And if the word says do it, do it. <laughs> it doesn't get any more simpler than that. Praise God. If it says don't do it, don't do it. If it says do it, do it. Praise God. But in order to know what it says don't do and what it says to do, you got to read it. you got to spend time with it. you got to pray over it. Your heart's got to be open to what God wants you to do. You can't be all me. You know, can't be like Samson. It's got to be, well, my what I want, and it's got to be my way. You need to be like Samuel. Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you want, whatever your word says, whatever you want, that's what I want to do. And we know how those stories, if you read the book, you know how that turns out. It didn't turn out so good for Samson. It turned out pretty good for Samuel. Turned out pretty good. Praise God. Be open to what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Be a sower of the seed. Study the word of God so that you can sow good seed. Be bold. Pray for wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, pray for it. book says he'll give it to you. And he that winneth the soul is wise. We are commanded to preach the gospel to the world. And they said, how can they hear? The word of God says, how can they hear lest a preacher brings the word of God? How, how, how can it, somebody has to bring it. And a preacher is just somebody that brings the word of God. You might not have a pulpit ministry, but you can still bring the word of God. You can be a minister of the word of reconciliation. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. Everybody's got their place in the kingdom of God. There are people that you can reach that I can't, and the same for me. There's people that you see that I will never see, ever. And there's people that I will see that you will never see. Every job that, every job that I've went to over like the last however many years, I always I, I immediately you just run into people I've never seen before in my life. And we've all been living in southern Illinois. I'm 50 years old. These people live in communities around me. I've never seen these people before ever. Now I'm working with them. It's the same with you. Whoever you get exposed to, that's your mission field. And where I mean you might be at the store, and God could open up something for somebody. You don't even know who they are. The Lord could burden your heart for somebody in that store. And you have to be bold to step into that situation and do what God would have you to do. Praise God. Be a sower of the seed. Praise God.